Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, uh, and thank you for joining us for a stream that is normally a Thursday night post show that's going to be a lot bigger than wrestling today. Um, there is an unfortunate passing of Bray Wyatt, uh, which came about earlier today. Sean did a stream on it earlier today. All the chats from that went to the family and are being matched by Fightful. Uh, he also had permission from the family to reveal that the reason that he passed away was exacerbated, uh, exacerbated, excuse me, heart issues uh, from a COVID diagnosis that he was fighting. He was working back toward being in better health and um, was improving, but unfortunately suffered a heart attack and passed away earlier today. Um, a few months ago on a Tuesday, I was getting ready to do the NXT review and we did this with Jay Briscoe and it was awful and terrible and tragic just like this. Um, but we did a post-show and we kind of talked about NXT, but we mostly talked about Jay and matches and Mark and the family. And at that point too, there was all this unresolved stuff where nobody knew what was going on with his kids. But the only good thing about it, and I say the only, cause this is just, you're losing people in their 30s. <laughs> Some of my age. Um, the only good thing to come out of it is this community. is always tends to show up in moments like this. I wish we would do it more. I wish we would do it outside of tragic passings. That would be neat. Um, but it is a place where people have come and been able to lean on each other for support. Where we can talk about how sad and shocking and terrible it is. Where we can reminisce on best matches. Um, I think that's kind of the reason that we still bother to do streams on nights like tonight. Um, we'll talk about ROH and the Impact show is going to go on kind of at their usual time. But this episode ending early kind of gives us um, the opportunity to to give some breathing room to, to Bray Wyatt's passing. And we lost Terry Funk, too. I thought we were going to be coming on here talking about the passing of Terry Funk and ROH. Uh, very different circumstances, obviously. He lived a a very full life. And, um, I think it was a, a peaceful situation that he passed, but, um, let's, let's talk about, about Bray. Let's talk about Wyndham Lawrence Rotunda for a minute here. And we'll, uh, we'll get into everything else, of course, in a little bit, but, um, you know, the, the thing with Bray is if you like look on paper at his accomplishments, you'll see, he was a, a world title holder and a universal uh, title holder once and 
held tag titles for both brands, but it's just, even in a world where his stuff wasn't always for me, like what an undeniable force that was so much bigger than any championship run he ever had. Um, and I even look at the stuff that I felt like just didn't work and they didn't work, but he was taking risks, which is not something we always get to see in wrestling, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like that guy had creative capacity that we don't see a lot in wrestling. Um, when I looked down some of the stuff that was really great, all three matches with Danielson were great, especially that strap match. Of course, the Firefly Funhouse at Mania with John Cena, his match at Payback, I thought was one of his better matches as well. Jericho and Bray. Bray and, and Roman against each other and tagging together, I always thought was super fun. The ultimate deletion match with Matt Hardy. Um, I think everybody comes back to the Wyatt family versus the Shield. And when I think about Brody being gone too, it just, um, man, it doesn't, it just feels wrong. Like it feels <coughs> really, really, really wrong. Um, but it is an incredible legacy to leave behind that these guys who've gotten taken away at such a young age we have so many moments and memories of and left such an impact and a lot of people have a lot to say about them outside of the ring too about the the type of human beings they were this guy was 36 years old he had four kids leaves behind his wife um and a whole lot of people and man reg you were never really coy about the fact that this stuff wasn't for you but uh, you know, the, the people who it was for, this was the pinnacle to them. This guy was the guy. It was like the undertaker and Bray Wyatt. And I think about kids like Bo, who's Kim Gray, who's always so supportive in here. Uh, her son, this was it. This was the guy he was in. He was in on the white rabbit. He was in on all the creepy stuff that was happening. Like he was the ultimate force for all of this stuff. And I feel like it says a lot about someone that not only did you reach the pinnacle of what you do in any art form, but um, so many people were saying to me today, like, that's the reason that they stayed in it. That's the reason they came back was they saw the spectacle that he brought to life. So just um, that's kind of my piece on it. I'm sure I'll have more to say as, as this goes on, but you can get in your chats about it. We can talk about it. Of course, I, didn't hear back from Sean about whether or not we're donating these two. I don't want to speak and, and say that we are. My guess would be that we are. Um, but And we can also talk about ROH too. Reg, I'll, if you have anything that you want to say about it, you are more than welcome to, to kind of take the floor, but um, feel free to get in your chats about it, guys. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it probably goes beyond wrestling, man. As uh, If you've been a wrestling fan for as long as I have, there's been moments like this pretty often, pretty often. And, and, and age is like, that's, it's like, Oh, 36. Like, yeah. Like a fucking pro wrestler. It really sucks uh, to love a business so much and get invested in people and characters and things. And then stuff like this happens because there's a lot of people that see in the chats or see in tweets, we see everywhere very connected to, to what that guy brought to the professional wrestling business. That shit doesn't matter though, man. This guy was a family man with kids and a wife and a life, and a big family, a, a lineage in the professional wrestling business. 
that uh, that is more important than what Slamsy did and, and if the lights went out when his matches were on. Yeah. Because there's a lot of hurt people right now that are dealing with this. So uh, just rest in peace to the guy, man. I mean, there's not really a lot I can say it. Like, uh, we're going to talk about the ROH show, but it's hard to really pay attention to the ROH show when a community and a bunch of people are hurting uh, dealing with, with stuff, you know? And then it was on the back. I was com- coming on this show to pay tribute to the uh, hardcore legend, Terry Funk out of Amarillo, Texas. And then we get this news and it's like, yo, pro wrestling, chill. Yeah, for real. A very, very difficult 24 to 48 hours here. But Brand saying, prayers and loves and thoughts to Bray Wyatt's family and prayers to Eric Rowan. Man, my head went to him so fast and my heart went to him so fast thinking about what that guy's going through right now. Uh, this all has our hearts shattered. It is. It's just a really, um, you know, you you hurt for Bray Wyatt being gone, but you ache for the family of Wyndham Rotunda. I think, you know, it's more um, that piece of it, that piece of it for sure. Yeah, well, let's talk like a- wrestling moves on. Wrestling is going to move on. Sure. Characters are characters. Wrestlers are wrestlers. But life, those kids are going to grow up without their dad. And that's just crazy. That is crazy. And um, I would just to say that. Like of anybody that was kind of unrepeatable in this world, like Bray Wyatt is one of them, right? Like we'll move on, but like nobody had anything close to what that guy was doing, whether you liked it or not. And like PCO is over there being Frankenstein on impact. You're going to hear about that later in the show. And there's Mm -hmm. sting and there's, but like he, especially in this newer generation, there's nobody putting on horror movies on television in a pro wrestling ring. And there's very few guys now, Eddie Kings is one of my favorites, and I say it all the time. Like, he almost gets you so invested without the title, his Achilles heel. Like, he he never needs a title, so they never give him one. But, like, mm-hmm. to do so on a level of, like, it's almost silly to put him ne- anywhere near a title the way that Bray operated, um, I think is is truly incredible. Like, that that is such a specific and special part of wrestling, and it's one that I feel like had kind of passed us by a little bit with the – undertakers and the William Merciers mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but it's a, it's a very special alley in wrestling and it is crazy. Like wrestling moves on, but it's going to be a void because nobody else was out there even co- kind of coming close to doing what he did, whether it was for you or not. But let's talk about Terry Funk a little bit too, because though a, a less tragic situation, still definitely a, a, something we should acknowledge and still sad, definitely leaving a, a void in the wrestling world. Of course, Hardcore legend, all Japan, WWF and WWE, ECW, IWA, NWA, TNA. Mm. Uh, this guy left his fingerprints all over professional wrestling. But what always amazed me about Terry Funk was really carving out this hardcore style, right? Really pioneering the way that the deathmatch, I think, was kind of presented on television. But like, I'm always so impressed when deathmatch wrestlers never overpower matches with the style. Like it's Mm -hmm. never about the style or the shock value. He was one of the most grounded, believable wrestlers, just period. Uh, Never mind, mind with a style like this. Um, Of course, a lot of credit goes to him for beyond the mat. This guy never wanted to retire. This guy had an 
unquenchable thirst for professional wrestling. He was always around it. Um, just, just such a special, special wrestler. One of the most selfless wrestlers I think that you can think of as well. Like just the way he gave for his opponents is something that always sticks out whenever I'm watching a lot of his, his matches with Ric Flair are my favorites of his, um, just, just an incredible wrestler. And Reg, I'll let you speak to that too. Uh, Terry Funk, uh, like I tweeted, is the personification of a pro wrestler. When you think of pro wrestling and the promos, the characters, the gear, the entrance music, everything surrounding what makes a great pro wrestler, that's what Terry Funk was. The, uh, the craziest part I was thinking about this, thinking about his passing, like the craziest part, if you watch Terry Funk matches, he doesn't do like moves. There's not like spots. Most of it is just him punching the other guy. They're trying to, he's trying to get blood. They're brawling. Like he doesn't like his only move is his finisher. The step yeah. over toe. Home. I, I think. <laughs> That's the only time you're going to get a real wrestling move. The rest of this is just the Texas man punching you in the nose until you give up. And that's what was cool about Terry Funk. And you could see his influence all throughout the wrestling business here. Like I said, he didn't do spots, but the way that he structured his match, the way that he used heat and violence and, and talking to his opponents and all these things to kind of push forward who he was as a pro wrestler is, uh, it's going to be something that's felt forever, just along as the lines of what, what Bray Wyatt did. So it's a really devastating couple of days for pro wrestling back to back with some uh, larger than life characters, I'd say, Kate, you know what I mean? That were, uh, that are now gone, that they are going to leave a void here in the wrestling business. So for sure. And to your point, that's, that was the beauty of Terry Funk was it just always felt like a fight. Like that's yeah. why I'm never surprised when Eddie Kingston's like, Terry Funk is the goat. He's been saying mm -hmm. for a lot longer than today. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I loved when I was talking about the believability before that part of it, like you really just believed he was trying to beat the hell out of the other guy and, <laughs> and win by violence, which yes. <laughs> that's it. That's what wrestling's supposed to be. It's supposed to feel that way. However you mm -hmm. want to get there is fine. But yeah, he was not like a I like I love a good like pure rules match. That was not that guy, but I still mm -mm. love what he did. And also to your point, look at what we're talking about too, right? Like such opposite ends of the spectrum in these losses to the wrestling community, but that's what art is supposed to be. Like it's yep. supposed to have completely different things. And we lost two legends at, at both of with the alleys that they carved out, and they're both very valuable and special and important because if I like it, someone else might not. If I don't like it, somebody else probably will. Just like anything, just like music, mm -hmm. just like movies, just like TV. So it's so important to have that to advance things and move them forward and absolutely two catalysts in their respective styles. We got some more love coming in from you guys. Thank you so much. We got Taylor Cannon saying, hey, Kate and Reg, always great to see you both. Great to see you too. Taylor, thank mm -hmm. you for always being so supportive. I saw your thank you. Tweets earlier, I was speaking at Podcast Movement. What a weird day today has been. Um, and thank you for, for your support always. But saying the original Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt, drew me in his entrance and promos. I loved it all. Yeah, that's um, it's kind of crazy that Bray Wyatt is 36 and we had every rendition of him from Husky Harris up to what he was doing last time, basically, mm -hmm. like through the the pitch dark match and all that. Um his comeback this time around, I think, was just one of the coolest pieces of production that I've I've ever mm -hmm. seen. Like 
if you like spectacle, that is undeniably some of the coolest stuff you could ever see from a production standpoint. The Firefly Funhouse characters come to life with such an interesting and unique idea. All their names kind of alluding to historical references within this space, of course. Um, but what stuck out to me about that was the door, the Brody Lee door, mm-hmm. and how it was like his first time back on screen since Brody's passing at that point. And um, man, I just keep thinking about it. I just keep thinking about them being together. And how wrong that feels that they're not together on this side of things, but how they um, are just meant to be together forever, I guess, in that regard. Uh, JB saying, I was so shocked when I read Triple H's post about Bray's passing. Me too, man. And I instantly shed a tear. RIP to Bray Wyatt. He was a unique guy. Definitely was. Definitely was. Which I think was really interesting because when he was out of WWE, People were like, is he going to go to Impact? Is he going to go to Japan? Mm-hmm. Is he just going to make horror movies? Is mm-hmm. he going to like do something completely different? Because his mind was so much bigger than necessarily like an in-between-the-rope style of uh, of work, right? So and that's why I always felt like him and WWE were a good match was because they do spectacle extremely well. Yeah. And so when he came back to WWE, I was like, oh, that makes me so happy because there's just something really fun about when wrestlers – are in the environment that you're like, yeah, that's where they're supposed to be. Like that's where they're going to thrive the most and be able to have the highest ceiling. And Bray and WWE, I think is, was the perfect fit. I don't know if it gets better than that for, for either side of things. Yeah, that Um, was exactly, he couldn't, he couldn't do that shtick anywhere else. It like really fit in and it really molded kind of the wrestler that he was being in WWE because he did have these kind of out of the box ideas. I think that's the, the best, Mark, he left. You you got into it a little bit earlier. Is that it's not about the matches in WWE, even on top. I don't care what anybody says. So <laughs> he um he tried to do something different. Kate, there's still people we hear and see trying to present ideas that we've been doing for 50 years and rehash the 80s and the 90s. And he wasn't trying to rehash the 80s and the 90s. He was trying to do something new. He was trying to move forward. And that's probably the best thing I'll take away from his career. I think that's a really good point. And I think um, there's always something special when any wrestler does this of taking figures and he was clearly into these larger than life figures, right? Mm -hmm. And reinventing them in your own style or taking notes from something and adding your own recipe to it. Like, I love seeing that. It's it's what CM Punk does with Bret Hart matches, right? But it's just done in a different way. So Uh, He was definitely also that, like you could tell he was a student, not only of wrestlers who came before him in this way, but also of horror movies and comic books. It seemed like he, him bringing Alexa Bliss into that world. She had wanted an NXT to do like a dark and twisted character. Mm -hmm. Um, But he, she's said it in interviews before, just expanded, um, just like expanded her worldview as far as what she was getting inspired by, which I, I really loved that. I really love that. Brett Lauder with the the sticker coming in. Thank you so much for your donation. We appreciate it. Albert Ponce saying, two legends from two legendary wrestling families. My heart aches. R.I.P. Wyatt and Funk. You know, that's a, a really good point is that, you know, Terry Funk, Dory Funk, like we had the, mm-hmm. the whole Funk family as well as, of course, the Rotunda family. Um, so m- much of the current wrestling landscaped was shaped by them or their relatives and it is quite 
really is quite something when you think about it. Brand saying, someone, please someone wrap his wife in the warmest embrace. I pray she finds peace somehow, some way. Yeah, she's uh, a young woman who now has a completely forever changed life. Like there's no other way to put it. Reg said it before, like we're, we're sad about the loss for the wrestling industry, but that is just completely incalculable to what she's going through right now. So thank you for your support there. We've got a chat that came in from Eric B. Thank you so much for donating, saying, Bray Wyatt's openness about his mental health struggles encouraged me to seek help for my mental illness. I mm. owe my happiness and my current circumstances to Bray's bravery. What an amazing soul. You will be missed. Rest in paradise, Wyndham. That's it. Um, there's no jack-in-the-box match. There's no light outage. There's no strap match. There's no nothing that... Um, even comes close to that um, wrestlers making emotional impacts, mental health impacts on people. That's the part that's real. That's the, the it's real to me. Damn it guy. That's what mm -hmm. he was talking about. We know mm -hmm. it's scripted, right? But um, the emotional connection that you can have with wrestling and wrestlers is something that continues to be the most important, in my opinion, value of wrestling. I'll share this with you guys. Uh, I was listening to a Will Ospreay interview couple like last week he was talking about having adhd which i have very aware that i have that he was also talking about having dyslexia and when i heard him talking about it i was like son of a bitch this sounds a lot like me mm -hmm. uh and i am getting screened for it next week but i did a bunch of research about how if you have adhd you're six times more likely to be dyslexic and i read a bunch and so i'm getting screened by it for next week. And I'm pretty sure I am. Mm. Um, and it's just really interesting to me how wrestling continues to show up for you in ways that you would never expect. I don't think anybody got into wrestling to be like, I think this is going to make a positive impact on my mental health in a decade from now or whatever. Um, so I, I really think that, gosh, so much of the value of wrestling is in things like that is in friendships that you make is in getting to come on here and do stuff like this is getting to hang out with Reg under really happy circumstances most mm -hmm. of the time. But um, thank you for being open about that. I think we've seen a lot more discussion about that. We've seen Eddie Kingston, of course, we've seen Drew McIntyre talk about it, Mercedes, Bianca, like it's incredible to see um, not only people being brave enough to have that vulnerability, but the impact that that can have on other people. Um mm -hmm. Red, I'll let you chime in if there's anything you want to say. I know I'm talking. About uh, yeah, no, that's uh, um, it's important. I mean, especially for like men, and not in just in this space, in any space. That uh, I'm happy that it's becoming more prevalent that people are talking about it. And uh, hearing this story is pretty amazing. That if you know somebody that you just enjoyed watching on TV, you know, doing this character, playing this role. Uh, could help you in your real life do something like that. That's just amazing. And it just shows kind of the the mark he left on a lot of these people. It's it's really great to see. It really does. And it is um it's so funny too when you consider like the character that Bray Wyatt was up until this last run. I think there was some really cool stuff where he was literally like kind of fighting his demons. But to have a character that is like a personified devil still being able to have moments like that where you have these pockets of vulnerability, I think is really, really cool. So um, it's just really 
goes to tell you the impact extends far beyond what you could could ever expect it to. Could ever mm-hmm. expect it to. Uh, guys, we'll be taking your chats all night, and that is something that will, I'm sure, continue on into the Impact post-show. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for sharing your um, emotions like that, for your favorite matches, for your celebratory moments, for just being shocked and stunned with us as we try and navigate this on a stream. I don't really know what to expect. Uh, we're going to try and get into this ROH review, and the Impact review will be up after this, and, and we'll try. Uh, we're going to do our best tonight but we'll obviously continue to talk about this as as the night goes on this is never a fun day um things like this releases i always think about um of course everybody else that should be thought of families and friends and fans but also guys like sean and um and my co-hosts when we have to come on here and do this this is the it is such a fun job and this part sucks this is really, really right. Almost called out, you guys. Whatever the definition of calling out of work is, that almost happened. I was almost like, I don't. Rich was like, deuces. Yeah. But I'm sad. here. Yeah. But he's here, and we are yeah. going to dive into our way. Feel free to get in your chats about it if you want. Um, we're going to be pretty liberal in, in what we're able to, to pull up today. I don't think this is a, we are going to go out and make money stream. Mm, I think we're yeah, going to no. do our best to do what we can. Mm-hmm. Um, please also use your discretion. I know there was a lot of speculation on Sean's stream. For those of you just tuning in, because we usually do have people that kind of tune in at the top of the hour when we do start early. Um, We were just talking about Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk's passing. It did come out earlier today. Sean had the permission of the Rotunda family to share that he passed away due to complications from COVID with his heart. Passed away of a heart attack uh, earlier today after, unfortunately, what it was looking like was he was he was going to make a, a healthier return and making progress in the right direction, but that unfortunately was not the case today. So um, if you are tuning in, that's kind of what we've been talking about for the past half hour. We're going to get into the ROH part of it right now, and we're going to do our best to navigate, but um, we'll be talking about it all night, as I'm sure Joel and Cresta will be after. We do have to maintain our our plug hygiene here we do have to remind you to subscribe to fightful select uh stuff like this is never hidden behind a paywall that's mm-hmm. gross that is icky mm-hmm. um sean never does that but there's a whole lot of scoops that are behind the paywall and fightful select mm-hmm. so there's going to be more coming in and out of all in and all out weekends coming up back to back we got payback around the corner. We've got SmackDown tomorrow, which I'm sure is going to look completely different than it, it does right now. But um, subscribe to Fightful Select. Also, contract news, everything going on with Edge. Anything Sean knows, you can know on FightfulSelect.com. So please subscribe there. Please leave a thumbs up on this video as well if you feel comfortable doing so. And we encourage you to subscribe to our Fightful YouTube channel as well if you want to be cool, like 100,000 other people who are subscribed to us. So Boom. be popular. And do all of those things. Um, there's just a couple more comments, like inside the machine saying he's the reason I started wrestling again. I've been hearing so much of that, which is really cool. I love hearing when people are like, "Oh, this is the guy that got me back into something." And yeah, um, him being so artistically visioned with things, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that that's such a big piece of his legacy. Dylan Barnett saying that he feels bad for younger fans of his. He was 11 when his favorite wrestler, Eddie Guerrero passed away. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a lot of people are saying this, this feels like that same type of loss, like that it has the, 
the same impact um as I as mean, Eddie's passing. Heart issues, like it's all it's pretty yeah, it's pretty all kind of the same lines. Uh the just the worst deja vu for sure. For sure. Griffin Brown saying RIP Bray, thank you for, for your donation. Uh <laughs> Matthew Hook saying I wish wrestling tribalism stopped even without awful news like this. Let's just all get along and like what we like. Wrestling is for everyone. Wrestling is for everyone and Fightful is for everyone. And the only people that Fightful is not for is people that think wrestling is not for everyone. So get out of there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's try and dive into ROH. We'll keep the yeah. all going the best that we can, but we start off with Dark Order, Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver defeating Dalton Castle and the boys. Meet Norma's kicking us off with a chat saying, Dalton Castle's music hit at a great time for me. R.I.P. Wendell Rotunda. Back-to-back days. We got kicked in the yam bag. Oh, Seriously. Is there a better common piece of commentary than kicked in the yam bag? My mm-hmm. goodness. Uh, shout out to Dalton Castle for having a wonderful appearance on Collision 2. I think a lot of people were very excited that he got to have his match against Jay White. Uh, but tonight we get them eating the loss here, which I don't always love. Okay, but we do see some tension with the boys. The Dark Order do hit Brent with the Ragnarok, I believe, to score the win for this. Uh, I really, really liked, and I know this is going to surprise you, Rich, because I'm I'm not very vocal about it. Mm-mm. But I really liked commentary on this. Mm. <laughs> First am- time I heard that one. <laughs> I am wearing my happy wrestling shirt because I felt like I needed it. I also wore it uh, at my speaking engagement today because mm-hmm. I was like, happy wrestling is what I want people to think about. But I really liked them talking about, they re- they really put over like how underhanded the Dark Order is being and mm-hmm. how out of character it is for how they used to be, which I, I liked here a lot. Like they did a really good job telling the story and what was kind of a shorter match. So I appreciated yeah. them adding that context. Not a ton to talk about here, but this would be a really fun feud if you have like a heel, dark and twisty dark order again against mm-hmm. Dalton Castle and the boys of all people. Not a bad way to go, Reg. Yeah, I'm liking what uh, is happening with the dark order and them being a little bit more aggressive. Uh, John Silver being more vocal, saying, I want one of the boys. I want a boy. Like, I like everything that's kind of attached to to this. Dalton Castle is like... It seems like he was on a nice little trajectory, but then they kind of knocked him down a few blocks. I was liking what was going on. I like the boys, but I think he could, you know, be in the singles title run, one of those things. So um, interesting, interesting developments. Yeah, I think the tension with the boys made it interesting. Like, are they going to, are we going to see them as a trio or could this be the beginning of like, okay, is Dalton and the boys, because there's been some mm-hmm. ambiguity about that, and not in the way that I've had complaints about ROH having ambiguous stuff across the board. This is more like sometimes they're a trio, because all three of them are, and yep. sometimes it's just Dalton with their support. So maybe this is them like leading toward a Dalton as a singles guy with these two guys that are out there to help him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so an interesting little development there, but some good stuff. No complaints about where that's heading, especially because... We got the development on the other side, right? It really feels like Dark Order is leaning into this darker side. And mm-hmm. it's going to get really interesting with the Righteous, man. Do you think we're getting a dark and evil super group, Reg? It 
feels like it. I've talked a couple times on this podcast that I said that that would be kind of cool, actually. So I'm pretty into uh, whatever's going on here because I think they're stronger as a group, like uh, in kayfabe and not. You know what I mean? Like sure. at, on, on TV, like, yo, if there's more of us, then there's more of us to, to really do this thing. But, you know, I think just uh, what they both represent and how they uh, have presented the righteous and they've announced the righteous is going to be on um, the AWTV soon and all these things kind of connected. I think just having them as one big group is the way to go. Yeah, I actually kind of dig that too. I, do I dig? I do. <laughs> dig. I, do. <laughs> I think what's really nice about that too is I feel like there was so much is Adam Page going to be the new leader? Right. Is this incoming person going to be? That was the conversation with Bray. Is Bray mm-hmm. going to come in to be the new leader of Brody? Yep. This kind of like Dark Order getting absorbed into the righteous doesn't feel like they're trying to replace anything in the dark order. It's just kind of like, like how the mogul affiliates merged. We get like a symbol, a similar thing where uh, this has always been Vincent's thing. And these guys are now just kind of getting folded into the picture. So it's very, very interesting. And that's full circle because no one can convince me that when Bray Wyatt was the fiend and he would come out with the head, that was Vincent's head. Like if you go back and look at that head, that's he had the dreads looked like him that was vincent from the righteous's head so this is all connected together and nobody can convince me otherwise i have seen so many different variations of like whose head is it but it looked like vincent's head like it it really did Mm -hmm. and that would be seems like something that was very important to bray too like when he Mm -hmm. was like naming mercy mercy was like a nod to william mercy or like if it was the kind of the only other guy in wrestling that was doing that kind of stuff at the same time Mm-hmm. That's super, super fun. That's super, yep. super fun. Guys, knock it off in the chat if you're being weird. Just stop. This is not the Don't time or the place for that. And I told mm-hmm. Louise to be very liberal with the block button. So mm-hmm. you're going to get your asses timed out. So be nice. This is not the time to be an idiot. Do not test me today mm-hmm. or any day. Just leave mm-hmm. me alone, but especially today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we move along to... Uh, Kira Hogan and Lady Frost. We get mm-hmm. a promo here that we're going to save for a little bit, but Lady Frost is back. Very exciting to see. Don't know if I love, because I think this is the first time we've seen her in a while. It kind of feels like a return, and her losing in a return felt a little bit weird. But this was a short match, but, man, it was, like, a very fun and effective one, I felt like, for Kira Hogan. She wins with the Twisting Fisherman's Buster for the win. There were a lot of Twisting Fisherman. A lot of a lot of fishermen on tonight's show. I'll put it yeah. that way. There were a lot of fishermen mm-hmm. suplexes, busters. Everybody was going fishing tonight. Uh, <laughs> agents, you got to talk to each other because we got a lot of near falls and finishes that were fishermen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, a really nice spot in this too where uh, Kira Hogan was charging Lady Frost and she kind of just neutralized it with a really nice high kick in that cartwheel cannonball. I've said that like, a couple of months ago, I felt like Lady Frost was really putting everything together where she had her athleticism and that she was kind of building it out into I'm laying my stuff in when she was working in Mexico. It felt like man, oh man, does she feel more complete every single time? Um, I love seeing this. I love seeing her back in the picture here. And I love Kira Hogan winning, Reg. Like, and she's starting to feel important on the show. Kate, remember a few weeks ago, when uh lady frost for some reason in the world got a victory over trisha dora for no reason and then we were like why is she getting this victory over trisha dora she's 
statistically doesn't really get a lot of victories. And I thought, like, what was the point of that? And then she's here back with in the match, and she loses against Kier Hogan. So why did she beat Trish Adora, who you guys were building up with the win streak? This is driving me crazy. I didn't know what was going on here. It's great to see Kier Hogan back, though. She's great. She's a very phenomenal talent. Uh, I like everything that she does in the ring. So I do want to see her getting a win streak. I was just thinking about that the whole time. Like, why did they do that thing with Lady Frost and Trish the other week? Yeah, that's right. Now, now that you say that, I'm remembering. Sorry, mm-hmm. been quite a day today. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is kind of funny that there. it also just doesn't feel necessary when they have enhancement talent around to take those <laughs> losses. But I also understand trying to get people paydays. But like Trisha Dora is someone that I'm like, she should be on a track soon. I'll tell you what, I put out a tweet that was just like, who is the most complete total package women's wrestlers that aren't signed yet? Like free agents, Steph Delander and Trisha Dora were by far the two names that that Mm -hmm. came up. Um, So I really... I think I'm, Trisha's I'm on a deal, to... though. So I, I think she might can't. be on a, like a, a deal. Yeah, she's on a deal. So I, I think Steph Delander is like almost. I I try to do those things because I like to discover new talent. And some people were mm-hmm. like Masha Slamovich. I was like, come on, man! Like she's I... an impact, but like. when i put out that uh, vw 500 is coming out and they're like what about swerve what about athena i know who those people are why are you recommending me people who i've seen 500 times are you please uh, tell me somebody i've never seen have you heard of this jonathan gresham yeah exactly i'm like uh, are you familiar with this fella i might have seen a two or three or 500 of his matches yeah definitely (laughs) agreed agreed guys help you guys that wasn't (laughs) help more I see some people are just joining us now. We talked about uh, Ray Wyatt and Terry Funk for a, a good 25 minutes at the beginning of uh, the stream or so. So if you are looking to to kind of continue those conversations, feel free to to continue those conversations. We can chat about it as the time goes on. We are going to try and get our traditional review in as well, though. But we did spend a, a lot of time talking about Bray and his significance. We don't want those conversations to stop. So please continue to share your memories, share uh, your your happy stuff. Tell us how you're feeling. Tell us that you're as shocked and saddened as we are. That's not anything that we're trying to stop as the stream goes on. But we are also trying to to keep the pillar of normalcy of reviewing ROH and and impact here. Um, so if that's what you were kind of looking for, we did start that about probably about a half hour ago. Mm-hmm. So you can you can go back and, and watch some of that or just continue those conversations. But we are going to try and continue whatever this weird little day is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we move on to Matt Seidel and Serpentico. Uh, Serpentico, man, he's just... He, he's got he's got some tough luck, Reg. He's, he's yeah, not, to say he's the not least. The the most winning wrestler in all of wrestling, but mm-hmm. I actually kind of liked what this match did. Seidel won with a a lightning spiral, and it looked great. Uh, this was another quick one. A lot of kind of more squashy, shorter matches. This mm-hmm. episode did only run an hour twenty four, uh, but we did have Supremacy getting a little offense here. He got a super kick and a DDT for a near fall, which I like to see. But Seidel winning is interesting because we saw him <laughs> laying claim to some of those uh, television title shot things before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Shane Taylor wins against Joe, but I feel like he could. I feel yeah. like he really, really could. Seidel versus Shane Taylor actually sounds like a whole bunch of fun to me, to be honest. Like 
the way that Seidel has adapted his style to work um, from where he was back in the day, uh, like I, when he was Evan Bourne, is really cool to see. And that's a key to longevity, man. Look at Billy Gunn. My goodness. So Right. Um, and with Samoa Joe, I'm, I'm kind of been convinced within the last couple of days that he's going to be the new world, real world champion. So I don't know if he'll be the TV champion for much longer. Okay. You don't think we're getting Joey two belts? I don't think so. No, it's going to be Joey one belt. Let's get ready to drop this ROH one. Very fair. Very yeah. fair. I, no. I think it would be better for the product. Um, for sure. Like, I think it would be good to have kind of NROH guy mm-hmm. be in that conversation. We do want to keep the Bray chats coming in. If you are able to, to donate super chats and Humper chats, that's awesome. But uh, as the chat's moving, I'm going to do my best to pick out stuff like this. I'll never be able to watch WWE the same again. I'm completely destroyed. Bray is a hero and helps me overcome my deepest depression of my life. I'll never forget you. I love you, Bray. We had a chat earlier that was in a similar vein and I was kind of sharing, you know, my experiences too. There's definitely been times where wrestling has helped me. Um, not necessarily Bray Wyatt, but I had that. That's part of where my CM Punk fandom came from. I was, I went through like a decade of trauma and I was just kind of like coming around to this idea that you could be a survivor of it instead of a victim of it. And CM Punk was kind of coming to rise with the pipe bomb and wearing his PMA shirt. And I kind of learned what PMA was. And I was like, Oh my God, that's someone that like, thinks like me and feels like me. And when you see wrestlers that think and feel like you or look like you or act like you, there's something very special about the inherent, like intimate human connection that happens with a stranger that's never met you that is on TV. Like that is just the most incredible, valuable thing. Um, So I'm so sorry because those losses also hurt so much. Like I was um, watching wrestling on May 23rd, 1999. I was watching a pay-per-view and uh, something very bad happened. And I remember the, the, the hours after that, just like being like, I've been watching Owen Hart for like 20 years or something for a long time at this point, not 20 years. I was like 13 or something. I've been watching Owen Hart for my entire life. Uh, every Monday, every blah, blah, blah. And like, Next Monday, I'm not going to see him. The next Monday after that, I'm not going to yeah. see him. He's gone. And so it's wrestling is crazy, man, because there's no other form of entertainment like this where you just connect it to somebody every week. You see this person every single week for 52 weeks in a row, for 10 years in a row sometimes. And, and when moments like this happen, it's just like, it's crazy, man, because it's like, well, you don't know these people, but it's like you really feel like you do because you've just been connected to them for so long. For sure. I I was really, really rocked by Chris Cornell's death because mm-hmm. I was just so connected to his music and Soundgarden. It felt like yeah. I lost a family member. But it is so different with wrestling because it is someone that is on your television in a weekly episodic way, in a way that's not seasons or written. And it's not who they are, but it's partly who they are. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, there is just, there is nothing like it. There is absolutely nothing like it. We discovered wrestling through the Wyatt shield feud. That's probably my favorite. That's my favorite Bray Wyatt stuff. I think is, is that mm-hmm. six man and, and that feud just for me. That's, that's just, that's my shit. Uh, and following Wyndham beyond his characters uh, and seeing a lot of my interests and struggles in him. This one is hard. Yeah, when you feel like that guy knows what I've gone through, man. Mm-hmm. Anytime you can relate, 
That's a and powerful somebody's, thing. Somebody's big, a larger than life character on TV, the world champion, sometimes all these things. And you feel like you can, that person's like me. It's like, you can't, you can't re replicate that anything else, man. It's just like, this is uh this day has been very eye opening to how much of an impact he really had, you know, because like, uh, somebody was being rude on my tweet and be like, why are you saying something nice about Bray? You blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I was talking about his wrestling character, not having good wrestling matches. That doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. And most of it was a bit. Cause like you guys are dumb and it like had to, it kept expanding forever. Like I don't want like beyond that. I don't want this to happen to somebody that I don't like the wrestling matches. So Let's start there. Yeah. You don't Bray, want that to happen to like anyone, right? Come on, like, dude. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I don't like your art. So no, come on, relax here. Uh he uh when people were oh my god, that day was crazy that I put that out and people were they came for me. That's when of I was like, they did. okay, maybe of these people really do like this guy. And then that uh, on top of what's happening today is like well, wow, this guy really left a mark in this wrestling business. Like, it probably didn't seem as big, I'm sure, for him for a lot of the time. But, like, sure. the way that he touched so many people is really un has been understated, I think. I agree. I think there were a lot of – I think a lot of people grasped how special he was in his creativity and his vision and how much he – it seemed like he cared – I think what has been brought to light today and kind of the, the more recent run is things like we're hearing like today with, with about his mental health. Like mm -hmm. this last run had so much genuine vulnerability built into it. And like seeing him fight his personified demons for parts of this, the promos he was giving were so different. And like um, there was just a different appeal with him this last time around before like it did feel like it for me got a little truncated mm -hmm. but like his promos talking about his struggles and talking about the kid that he was in school and all these things like i think there was a more human connective tissue than there was in say like the fiend or some of those earlier renditions so a lot of that is coming out tonight a lot of that is coming out of man he said a lot of words that i really needed to hear in this kind of last run which is is really special and um you know just the most awful day today, but I'm so glad that we got the work that we did from him for reasons like that, for mm. reasons like that. Ugh, this sucks. <laughs> Vince saying, the world was and truly forever in his hands. May the fireflies lead him to eternal peace. Yes, may he be following the buzzards right over to Brody Lee. That's all I keep thinking about. Happy Rachel Kate says, uh, really hoping for a 10 bell salute in the coming days. I think that is definitely warranted. I think we need that moment as a community to grieve, just like we did for Eddie. Call your people, guys. Yeah. Uh, him being my age is a very weird thing, not to make it about. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. 
If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Myself, but... Mm-hmm. It's always like, man, they're so young. And then you're like, they're my age is, is a weird thing. And to think about him being married with four kids is just, that's where my head goes first. Yeah. As soon as that number comes out and you're like, wait, that's me. That's me. It's that's like, me. That, yeah, it's it, like, it, the, it could be any of us thing becomes very real. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, that's what makes it even crazier is that it's so many young people just like, it's like I said, it's been a wrestling thing for a while. Like my favorite, some of my favorites growing up are 38, 35 years old of heart issues and stuff like that. So it's so fucking devastating that yeah. it's continuing to happen because I thought that by this time, you know, like wrestling's so different. Undertaker came and complained about wrestlers <laughs> playing video games in their locker room and eating sandwiches instead of doing cocaine and shooting people. And uh, I thought, you know, we had gotten past this, but it's like, it's still life. That's what, I think that's the most important thing. There's still humans behind this, that stuff like this happens to. Yeah. I think it's so funny. I, I can't remember who it was, but I heard someone saying like, 80s wrestlers working the Indies would laugh at us knowing that like the Indies are full of like, straight edge vegans that are advocating for representation like it's a very very different world right now than it was then and they were like i was just trying to pay for my cocaine that i was doing the same night like Mm -hmm. no cocaine back here they're like reading books together somebody brought their playstation to the thing (laughs) exactly way different um 
so it, you're right in that it feels like we were out ahead of that but i think that's that's rough too that like this is yeah a COVID complication with heart issues. We saw that Keith Lee was, was going through that. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, he made a recovery. Thankfully it, it looked like Bray was headed in that direction. That unfortunately was, was not the case. Main pest guy, thankfully not being a pest right now. I appreciate it mm -hmm. saying only superstar to have a story last for years. No superstar has done this. True. WWE held Bray Wyatt down. That I agree with a little bit too. Uh, prayers to the family, RIP Bray. Yeah, when you think of like, there was no like, oh, you were a, you were the yes guy and then you were the planet's champion. You're a completely mm -hmm. different guy because Bray's um, vision had to come to fruition so specifically and in such full force. You couldn't just be like, we're going to reboot that guy. Yeah. And then when he came back and there were certainly different renditions of him, but they were all so full blown that they were just like right. very, very incredible chapters. Yeah. Expounding on what yeah. main pest guy said, he wasn't the only one that had a story last for years. Sometimes he was the only one in the whole company with the story. Like it was just a bunch <laughs> of people doing nothing, but Bray's like thing that he was doing, like had some kind of thing to it. So there was times when he was the only story there. Like that's how much of a role he played. And that's how deeply he tried to think on his character and stuff. Agreed. Agreed. I, I always appreciate that too. It, it feels like MJF has that. And there's some other people that I, I'm just not pulling names up of, but like that attention mm -hmm. to detail, like the, the caring on such a granular level, Kevin Owens is certainly that way. Yep. That guy like on the most granular level, really, really, really cares. I, I think that about Eddie Kingston, like how in, in the, in the boat he gets with every detail of the stories he's telling Malachi black, certainly. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Anything in Spooky World is going to have to have an incredibly clear and specific vision. Otherwise, kind of does fall apart. We also unfortunately saw yep. that too. But I go back to even when things don't work, if they don't work because you tried something really risky and big, that's so much more palatable to me than I didn't really care. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just, I just do cool stuff in the ring sometimes. It's like, not. yeah, I'd rather you crash and burn than just like be boring and like, I guess I'll do yeah, this yeah. regular thing that everybody else does, you know? For sure, for sure. And it like, um, like, cause I don't remember it. Like, I remember Bray and uh, Seth Rollins with the big hammer. Like, if, that was wild, but I'm going to remember <laughs> it. I don't remember anything else from that dumb show. You know what I mean? But I do remember <laughs> that ridiculous hammer. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, I think. Creative risk is so important. And I think there was, that always sounded like the tension or whatever that there was, was he didn't mm -hmm. want to compromise that. He didn't want to share that. And it's, yeah. I think that's called having pride as an artist. And I think that's mm -hmm. really, really cool. He sounds like he wasn't just taking the dumb ideas that Vince was giving to him. He was like trying to fix them. And they're like, oh, we just want you to do these dumb things. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh no. And he also didn't seem like the kind of guy that was like, all right. Like yeah. about anything, which right. I think is good. I like it when artists have pride in their art. That's should. Up for me. Mm -hmm. There's no like smooth segues tonight, guys. There just no. isn't. Like I, I cannot smoothly throw to Lexi Nair telling Stokely Hathaway that nobody respects him backstage. There's no way for me to do it. But this is something that happened on tonight's episode of ROH. He's talking about his tag team victory with Samoa Joe and noting his respect for Samoa Joe. And Lexi <laughs> says, uh, I don't think anybody really respects you here. <laughs> uh, more, more fun, Stokely Hathaway shenanigans. Mm -hmm. uh, any, any thoughts on this? Oh this yeah, him fun. leaving, saying, uh, "Oh, sorry, I thought I was going to try to take you to TGI Fridays." Tony Khan left his card out. 
and <laughs> like Tyler Perry, I could do bad all by myself. He just like the the way that he ended it to put the little stamp on it was like Stokely. He's that guy. There's nobody that could do it like Stokely here, honestly. He is, and he's always he did that in, in NXT World too, and I always really loved it because. NXT's a tough little world to get things like that in, but he was always putting little buttons on things at the end of his segments, yeah. and it's fun because it, it's memorable and it's something that you get to to take away with you. Mm-hmm. But we get a match of the Layla's coming up next. Here we get Layla Hirsch versus Layla Gray, and Layla Hirsch, she got her on her knees, man. She got Layla Hirsch hitting What's that? A, a roughneck <laughs> suplex. Listen, it's the song, Reg. What's that? <laughs> Layla got me on my knees. She oh, okay. an arm gotcha. bar, actually. Mm-hmm. But we get to see Layla Hirsch continuing to dominate here, which is awesome. Maria Canellas mm-hmm. continuing to scout her out and push things along. Um, Layla Gray is very new, and it, it shows up in ring a little bit. Like, she's still a little bit rougher around the edges, in my opinion, but mm-hmm. tons of charisma. I feel like her coming in as kind of that accessory baddie was a really, really good spot for her because she has so much upside in. Respectfully. Her... <laughs> that was one of the most disrespectful respectfullys I've ever heard, and I love it. I love it. Like, whoo, I'm saying respectfully, respectfully but I mean. Respectfully, Not that. Kingslayer sharing similar sentiments, saying, <laughs> that's the emoji for Layla Gray uh-huh, just like whew, yeah. <laughs> everybody thirsting over her tonight see we get to have fun here too we get mm-hmm. to have fun here uh, so she has tremendous assets in a lot of ways is mm-hmm. I guess what we're saying over here mm-hmm. but uh, this is good we're continuing to, to build Layla Hirsch I like that our women's division despite having an incredibly dominant champion Feels like there's a lot of contenders coming for her. We got yes. good stuff with Diamante, Layla mm-hmm. Hurst. I think Trisha Dora is going to get back on track. I think they're going to so. find some stuff for her. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with Billy Starks, we have a whole story brewing there. Starks, Kira. Kira, uh, yeah. Had that Lady Frost sometimes. Time. I don't know. Lady Frost when they feel like heating up the ice queen. But uh, I, I think it's good. It, it's really starting to feel like it's taking shape. And for such a dominant champion to feel like there's multiple credible threats that's hard to accomplish red so it is especially we came on this show many times being like who's athena gonna have to beat up and now she has some contenders to beat up some really good contenders too which is the best part about it because like moving forward here the next couple months we don't know who's going to kind of emerge as the top one and that's going to be interesting because all the women that you've described are like in a good place and and this building and potentially having a match with uh, Athena, be it either any one of them, is going to be great. Agreed. Agreed. And I feel like Layla Hirsch is a good... She feels like ROH when I think of like the ROH yep. brand. Like, mm-hmm. that makes me really happy. So I hope for her continued success. I'm so glad she's back. Long live little lady Taz. I love this yep. woman. Keep it going. <laughs> Armbar looks great. I will take it. I think that's why Zack Sabre Jr. had to win with the Rings of Saturn before. He yeah. was like, someone already took my armbar and it looked as good as mine. I got to find something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Smart man. Smart man. Yeah, he knows what mm-hmm. he's doing out there, that ZSJ. Mm-hmm. But before we get to ZSJ, we've got some things to cover. Guys, feel free to get in your super chats and your humper chats. I'm trying to keep an eye on the chat to pull up. Bray Wyatt memories and moments and mm-hmm. uh, emotional connectivity that, that we can continue to talk about uh, to guarantee that yours is red. Feel free to send in super chats and humper chats though. I'm kind of 
got a quite a command station going with a lot yeah. of things and I'm in a hotel room because I was speaking earlier today at a podcast conference. So mm -hmm. kind of under-resourced, but doing my best to navigate here as we talk about this very weird and tragic day and also try to bake in your ROH review along with mm -hmm. that. And we go backstage again to Lexi Nair, who is with Prince Nana in the Mogul Embassy. They're defending their titles next week against, you guessed it, Ashley Dreddy, Darius Martin, and another black guy. <laughs> the same black guy we saw last week. I wish I had God. a hat to throw in the air because this is getting ridiculous, you guys. <laughs> you could throw your hat in the ring, Reg, because you've been uh, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Black, oh, that's him. He's in. Get in the ring, dude. Register Can you flip? That's just, it has to be black and flips. That's it, yeah. But you yeah. love spot food, so maybe that's I like, do. That could be I will fit on, in, you know? honestly. It will work. I mean, Red is going to walk the ropes. It's yep. going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, hilarious, you guys. Like, it has to be a bit <laughs> at this point. There's no way it's not a bit at this point. I also, man, I love me some Prince Nana. I think he mm -hmm. is one of the best managers at striking the balance of being wildly entertaining and charismatic, but the focus being on the people in the ring at all times. Like yeah. it's, it's really uh, its own art form. And he's, he's like, really, he's really, over really the top. It. It's like a controlled over the top. Like he's not, not 100%, but it's so like, it's not taking away from that. It's adding yeah. to that. He knows when to put his foot on the gas with it, especially mm -hmm. while matches are going on. I'm always very, very impressed when people are able to do that. Uh, yep. I did not love this promo, though, because he was like, <laughs> everybody who comes for us, we beat. And I'm like, usually it's two thirds of you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not his fault. And honestly, like if we gone. went back through the history, it's probably like Dante, uh, Darius Martin and Action Andretti most of the time. And just yeah. like another person in there. So and they're black. Friends. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. Like you beat up all the black guys pretty bad. But I don't know. <laughs> oh man frantic world i'm not gonna read that chat because i don't feel like it's mine to read but come on reg tk give reg team yes. light skin on roh lol with will washington as manager yes that's what we all want frantic world i know it i know it nobody wants it more than him i'm sure moving along uh we get blake christian and brandon cutler with coke Cabana. nice to see this blood back there always nice. interesting uh developments here yep <laughs> Interesting little development knowing the recording schedule. <laughs> Interesting. Uh -huh. Some mm -hmm. good stuff here. Uh, Blake Christian looking great in this, honestly. Like, yep. I, I felt like sometimes he, you just, it's so automatic how good and athletic he is that mm -hmm. it almost doesn't stand out in some ways. But tonight, just everything looks so crisp and popped right off the screen. He wins with a handspring kick before. Locking in that springboard for 50 for the win. I also really liked earlier in this, we got a, a Fosbury flop from him. Mm -hmm. Cutler looked good in this too, of getting out of the way of the first springboard and hitting that Michinoku driver for the near fall. A couple of Michinoku drivers today, a couple of fisherman suplexes. This, see, this is what I'm saying. DSJ was like, we can't also have a couple of arm bars. We can't keep exactly. going to the same levels all at the mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. But this was. This was exactly the purpose it should have served to keep Blake Christian moving along here. But I thought he looked great tonight. What did you think? Yeah, it's always going to be so interesting to me because if you guys don't know, currently Blake Christian is the GCW World Champion. So to see the GCW World Champion just on this Ring of Honor show against Brandon Cutler is always like, that's so funny and like... I can't think of a, like, a time in history like if the ECW champ was on raw against like 
I don't know, the Brooklyn brawler or something, you'd be like, what is, like, why is this happening? What's going on here? But he's still, like, dominant as this champ. It's just, like, it's crazy how these things happen. But it's great to see Blake Christian. I think he's a great representation of what the spirit of ROH is. And, like, you need more guys like him to bring the spot food. That's it. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. White guy spot food is, is there for you, too. Listen. Right? It's not all loot. I don't discriminate. If you can flip, you can be white. <laughs> Black, Mexican, Chinese, whatever. I'm in. Just flip. <laughs> That's how we um, unite the country. It's just like, everybody just flip, you guys. Come on. There it is. We're bringing Spot. everybody together. We're a melting pot of flippy-doo. Mm-hmm. I think it's special. Mm-hmm. Well, right, we get Lex Hainer again backstage. He's back. <laughs> it's a busy gal. Uh, with- it's like Renee last night on uh, oh Dynamite. Just like, after every segment, here's Renee. After every segment, here's Lexi. My goodness, Renee just like getting squatted with uh with Chris Statlander. My god, yeah. my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um people in the chat, please be normal. Thank you, Luis, who already just took care of what I was going to go take care of, I think. Good. Um <clears throat> anyway, we get Lexi backstage with Tony mm-hmm. Nice and Smart Mark. Really feels like Josh Woods has fully splintered off, like. Um, it wasn't like a violent breakage in the relationship, but it, they definitely seem to have gone separate ways, which I like and is good. But we get them complaining to Jerry Lynn that Nice didn't want to wrestle and instead wanted to do group <laughs> training because there was a coworker who was standing right by drinking soda, which Reg has sugar in it. I don't yep. know if you know. And it'll kill you. But and that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. It will. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is fun. I I kind of like Tony Nice being on his own doing this. I don't think this is something that needed to have a stable around it. Paired with Mark, Mark is just fine for me. But this is fun. Like he's he's there to serve his role, and this is a fun way to get there. Any thoughts on our little backstage here? Yeah, I like Tony Nice doing this just because it gives him something to do. If he's just gonna, they're gonna give him a little spot on the show to get this little personal trainer thing off. I'm all for it. It's funny. It's fun. He needs something to do. Not many people on the show have any kind of direction or characters or anything. So if he could be this character and do his thing, I'm all for it. Agreed. Agreed. Guys, feel free to get super chats and humper chats. And I am trying to pull up things like this. Uh, I don't feel comfortable kind of charging for, for moments like this, but Mm -hmm. Rusty Simpson saying, I never knew that a wrestler would make me cry when I heard they were gone. It happened today. He had a mind that I felt understood the madness that we can feel trapped inside of our heads. He understood me. If that last sentence ain't it, I don't know what is. Um, thank you, Rusty. Yeah, thank you, Rusty, for sharing that. We're hearing a lot of that tonight. And it's, I got to say, and not to be like whatever, but it's really nice to hear men feeling comfortable in general mm-hmm. talking about this stuff, but also yeah. at Fightful, because that's something that like we try to be able to create a space for is that you guys feel comfortable totally. sharing stuff like that. And so it's I- crazy out here. You guys like <laughs> life is nuts. So life you got to express crazy. it. Do not hold it in. It's crazy outside to open your phone. There's all kind of wild shit going on outside. I live in Oakland, California. You open the door. There's all kinds of crazy shit going on outside. <laughs> so you have to find a way to let it out. You, guys. you do and have healthy to way, find a way healthy to- ways to let it out because yo, that's an important part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let it out like emotionally and yes. reasonably. Uh, yes. we, this is what we aim for. <laughs> this has been hard, man. Like this, this Jay Briscoe in the same year is is a tough one. It's a tough one. 
Um, Damn, that was this year. That seems like so long ago. It was January. That was January, uh, and the next week was. I went to the RO, uh, the the show the next day, I think. Yeah, because they had yeah. dynamite like the next day because that Mark Briscoe was there, right? Yeah, well, it was a Tuesday, I remember, because I was mm-hmm. doing my silly Tuesday stuff, and me and Alex like had costumes planned out and whatever weird things right. we normally do. And we were like, uh, this is different. I think it was right after New Year's. Um, yeah, like, it was. Yeah, it was shortly oh, after the New Year. God, yo, man. It was tough. Oh, wrestling. Um, it's starting to be like hip hop out here, dude. I can't. <laughs> neither. Most like, of my favorite things. Everybody's like, yeah, I was like, uh, you got to give me a break on one side, you guys. Come on. I too. Yeah. yeah and like that. I mean, car accident, heart related to COVID. Oh, like, it's just tough. God. It's just tough. And um, huh, these days are never fun. But the best way to get through it is together. And mm-hmm. I, I really do think being able to come and, and share how you're feeling and memories and, and moments and matches and stuff is, is the best way. Cause I don't know. I think it's important to not be alone when stuff like this happens. So mm-hmm. that's why we're pressing forward our the best we can with this post show tonight. And in general, um, Cresta and Joel are going to come on after they're free to do things. However they want it. There's not mm-hmm. a right or a wrong way to kind of proceed with this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that we'll be, Talking about Bray all night, but they're going to try and get their impact review in too, from my understanding. You know, when these things happen, it's always a, do we stream? Don't we stream? Do we review the show? Do we not review the show? Mm-hmm. How? What's the proper way to go about it? And we just do the best we can because there's not a proper way to go about it. There's mm-hmm. really not. Like, there's there's nothing you can do to, um, A, prepare for it, especially a couple hours beforehand, and B, just to... Uh, there, there's never going to be a, an adequate way to respond. So all nope. we can do is the best that we can do. Mm-hmm. And that is a show where we talk about it all night and throw in very awkward segues to things like this. The Renegades. <laughs> there it <laughs> is. Athena and Billy, we got a promo earlier that was really fun. Uh, I loved commentary on this too, talking about is she a minion? Are they mortal enemies? What is the relationship here? It was super, super fun. Athena got them t-shirts though, which I think is, is a sign of friendship and love. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to clear the air between Lexi and Billy. I, I loved this promo. I thought it was great. And uh, if, do you have anything you want to say about it before the match? Uh, I like Athena um, playing the big sis role, the mean big sis bully role, but I think it shows kind of range and Billy Starks kind of being like along for the ride, but skeptical, but also like, this is really cool. Like, I mean, if, I'm going to be on this side, not getting punched in the face by her. I think this is a good space to exist in. Agreed. Agreed. I think this is good. And it's also kind of fun because she's been so dominant and such an ass kicker. To also see her kind of have this likable side is fun. Yes, exactly. I, I really, really dig that. But we got mm-hmm. me enormous sending support our way. Thank you. Saying meat loves all you people, even vegans. Thank you. It's very <laughs> difficult to be vegan on the road. I bet. Very difficult, especially at like a podcast conference when there's like, there's free donuts and there's yep. free uh, cake and pizza and all mm. these things. And I'm just like holding on for dear life. <laughs> yeah. Brian Danielson talks in like being a vegan and like being on the road and like all the shows let out at 10, 11 o'clock. You can't, no vegan places are, they close at six o'clock sometimes. You know no. what I mean? <laughs> And I gotta be honest, like there's only so many like Beyond Burgers that you can get. Exactly like, right. There's one option on every menu, and it's mm-hmm. a it's a Beyond or an Beyond Impossible Burger. Burger. And 
or a black bean burger if you're at like a restaurant. If, but like if you're lucky, like honestly, <laughs> honestly. Um, so we're making it through. But I was like, oh, my life looks different now. Okay, got yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> is anyone carrying a show the way Athena is running ROH? Nope. Uh, also, shout out to Lexi doing Renee level work. We were just yep, kind of talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for chatting in about that because I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, very, 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 very cool. And uh, I like to see that because I think Lexi's great. And She's good. Lexi and Dasha were holding it down kind of before Renee came in. I think Renee is one of the best to ever do it. So it's certainly not a slight to, to them. But Renee kind of came in and was just like, everywhere and she kind of should be like she's she's mm-hmm. worth that investment but it's very nice to see dasha and lexi kind of now finding their own paths and, and like i'm sure that's going. probably frustrating for them when like sure. tony Khan's like the game is like renee will do 25 interviews today <laughs> <laughs> and like you can't even argue with it she's great but she's gonna kill all 25 it's gonna be great gonna 25 it. great like, times and you're like wow all right she's gonna be like looking like an angel it's so hard but also, that's a great opportunity because, like, who more would you want to learn from, right? Like, exactly. God, she's she's probably the best that's that's done that role. Um, but it is very nice. It's very nice to see mm-hmm. Lexi kind of carving out her niche in this little world. So we flip into the tag match, which I thought was really, 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 really good. I liked a lot here. But this ultimately ends in what I thought was a very fun way. We get Starks tagging in as Athena is jumped and hitting the Swanton Bomb. Mm-hmm. on i forget which renegade i think charlotte i got a 50 mm-hmm. 50 chance mm-hmm. i can't remember but athena's reaction is everything she is so happy that they won so unhappy she didn't get the pin and then she just grabs the other renegade i think it was robin um and and beats out of her which i just thought was very fun now normally i have this complaint the tag team should always beat two singles wrestlers especially ones that don't get along and i do mm-hmm. have that complaint here Yep. If it's two wrestlers that don't even get along. Yes. The proper tag team should win. However, I almost want to let it slide. I can't because that's just wrestling basics. No, nah, you got to hold on to that forever. I, I hate do. that shit too. I hate it so much. Because <laughs> it's so, like you're downplaying this tag team of like, well, and it's even worse when it feels like one person beat them to us. Like, you guys do not do this. Are you? Doing yes. This? So the, the only place where I let things slide a little bit is Athena is so dominant. Yes. And that she just, might be able to beat up two people, you know? Yes. So. <laughs> and I, I do think like there aren't any other tag teams really right now in ROH. So you kind of don't lose anything by having them lose. Cause it's not like there's a tag team division and they're having tag matches every week. Part of our complaint is like, hey, they're a tag team and they keep having these singles matches, right? So from like the ecosystem standpoint, it doesn't bug me as much because I think it did cool stuff with the story with Athena and Billy. But from the proper wrestling fan in me, Mm. it feels like two singles people, especially ones that don't get along, should not be beating an established tag team, your only tag team around uh, in in this way, kind of. What were your thoughts on the match? And do you agree with me? (laughs) <laughs> agreed big agreed and no no honestly just because i like the renegade twins i think that they don't you can't downplay them at any moment like anytime they you have the opportunity to actually put them in a tag match probably should have them win like if you don't want them to win don't put them in the tag match then like there has to be some moments where you establish that and i think this 
I like the angle, so it's like I, it's, I'm like 50-50 on it because I like what Athena and Starks are doing, so I'm like, eh, but then it's also the same thing that you're saying. Like, you shouldn't downplay this tag team just for this angle like you guys are about to do on Wembley when you have Adam Cole and MJF win the damn ROH Tag Team Championships just to play the background to their angle. No, I think it's going to be the opposite. I think what? they're going to have some tension in that tag match and that's going to lead to them no longer being friends. But mm. we've got some more chats that I want to pull up here. We have uh, Ricardo chiming in. Ricardo is always so wonderful to us saying mm-hmm. the fiend came around at a time where I was lost and floundering. He was a light in my sadness. Gosh, we're hearing a lot of that today, man. Just, and with every iteration of Ray too, which is really special. Like, yeah. The Fiend, a lot of people liked kind of the Wyatt family proper. A lot of people liked mm-hmm. his last run. So just cool how many times, how many ways people were able to connect with this guy. It really is. It's really special yeah. when um, every iteration has something different for everybody. I think that's really cool. Yeah, and it's uh, I feel like a grandpa because when people are like, oh, I was 14 when I discovered Bray Wyatt. I'm like, okay, I'm 100 years old. But to know that he <laughs> influenced a lot younger generation than us, uh, grandparents over here kate it's been really <laughs> cool to see you know <laughs> i remember back when cm punk faced the undertaker like that's how i feel exactly, yes exactly. that's how i feel man but i'm with you i'm with you <laughs> carlos saying he's still in shock so are we so are we it's um it wasn't that long ago that sean had reported that things were headed in the right direction so they um that's what's hard that's Bill and really, i really found hard. out about it on ask grapsity somebody in the chat <sighs> was like hey Bray, Bray Wyatt," and we were like what so we're just like looking at this news on the show i've been podcasting the whole time so i still really haven't like taken it in it. yeah like, you didn't even have a break i between. haven't processed it like damn Bray Wyatt," you know because i've just been like talking about it it's crazy yes and so that there were a couple of people I know the Russell Pierce crew was live, like do it all in previews and stuff. It's always extremely jarring to hear about in general, but when you're on air too, it's like, also, is that even real when it's someone that's like that exactly. young and stuff? You're like, is right. somebody being a jerk in the chat? Like, mm-hmm. cause we like why know. are you saying that right now? That's so dumb and random. And then you go and you're like, Oh, that's oh my not God, it was real. Yeah. yeah. So I'm with you, but we're hearing, we're hearing some really um, wonderful memories and, and moments like, like Hector's here saying my favorite memory despite him losing was Mania 30 at New Orleans. Immediately you could feel his aura and felt like he was a star more than when he was Husky Harris. Yeah. One of the most rewarding things is getting to see wrestlers tap into like themselves. Mm -hmm. I feel like kind of people start with, especially in WWE, like start with archetypes and they find their way to the thing that's unique about them as an artist. And when you have something as highly creative and risky as Husky Harris, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, uh, that process is is wild to watch in real time. You see it like Mm -hmm. I see it in NXT because I'm covering it a lot, right? Like Tiffany Stratton started as a daddy's girl tennis player gymnast. And now she's worked her way into this like really (laughs) kind Mm -hmm. of fun alternate um, version of that. Right. And and Bray just had such a, a, a extensive and complex vision for everything he did watching that process unfold from husky harris to what he became is is really incredible you never really really see it's rare in pro wrestling to see a wrestler go so hard into a new character like you usually like 
they'll have a character and then they switch and you're like, okay, that's just like in a little extension. Like, no, he's going to come in as a new character. That's going to be 100% a 180 flip from what he is now. And it's like, that's a, really it's a talent to do in the wrestling business because the wrestling fans don't allow people to even do things like that. That's why it's not so prevalent. And he was able to just come in and just drop a new character, add some crazy stuff to it and get people behind it. It's very talented. It's true. That's a very good point. We got Corey chiming in saying Bray and the fiend spoke to people who felt downtrodden and gave inspiration to keep moving forward. These aspirations he inspired us to follow were our own buzzards. I love that. I love that. Um, it is incredible how accessible he made things through very inaccessible <laughs> roadblocks. Like mm -hmm. there's his promo style was so elusive and weird, um, but not in like an ultimate warrior way. I feel like, like, I think you knew what he was talking about most of right. the time. Yeah. Um, his presentation was so interesting and big and explosive and um, complex is probably a good word that I used before. Um, larger than life, certainly. And it's, it's just cool to be hearing about how so many people entered the world through different versions of him is, is really cool. Mm -hmm. It's really, mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. Um, we are going to move along to an ROH Proving Ground match with Ryan Nemeth. This is really, really kind of fun, to be honest. The promo, yeah. <laughs> the promo was great, and it was just nice to see Claudio around. Like, I like yeah. when my champion is on TV, but I also mm -hmm. liked him kind of saying, like, even when I'm not around, I'm never really gone. Like, fun That was kind there. of like, it kind of, the end of the promo when Claudio was saying that line, it kind of felt like a deadbeat dad type of thing of, like... <laughs> Uh, even when I'm not around, I'm not I around. I come one you. time a year and I bring presents. Like, dude, just come all the time. Stop lying to me. Why are you saying this? That's what she said. Uh, we got Claudio and Ryan Nevin. <laughs> Ryan Nevin uh, saying that he's basically ready for anyone or anything all the time. He's the Hollywood hunk. He gets a nice hunk chant going. He'll face anybody, even if it's the, if it's the world champion. And then Claudio comes out and Ryan Nemeth is like, I I wasn't talking Didn't about you. think you were gonna be here tonight. <laughs> You're not really here all that much, and mm. I, uh, I'm good. I don't want any of that. So I do like that he was like, "Well, I don't really like. I have a problem with you specifically, even though I basically laid out an open challenge. Like, yep. I don't have heat with you. Like, we're mm. good." I thought that was really, really fun. And then Claudio just kind of swings him a million times and delivers yep. some nasty uppercuts and wins. I liked it. I thought that was really fun. Just nice to see Claudio around on the yeah. product and. Man, I miss him because he's mm. damn good, and I like seeing him in singles competition, Reg. Yeah, this was good to see him kind of being here, being the ROH world champion, kind of getting over, like, the thing we're talking about. Even if I'm not here, I'm always here. And if he's going to come in for any amount of time and swing somebody, that's all we really want to see. I'm all in. That's it. That's all I want to see. You came in and swang, and you said that you're the man. You look great while doing it. Good. Victory. Yeah, my only thing is, like, I liked when he turned heel and stopped using the swing because everybody loves it. So, like, he's a heel and he's out here doing things. Like, this whole match basically was just to pop the crowd. Yeah. He's still supposed to be. <laughs> That's taking this, though. Like, this was a whole it bunch is. of fun. And it's not like by doing the swing, he looks no, less. No, but I get it, though. Yeah. You like it. Like, it's mm -hmm. a nasty, nasty, nasty move. So, mm -hmm. he's still beating the hell out of someone. That's just, 
that's just picking nits, but that's kind of what we are here to do a little bit. Yep. So we move along to our main event. Uh, you know, it's a weird day when even I am kind of spaced out on a Zack Sabre Jr. match. I had a really hard time. Right. Focus, but yeah, what I did pick too. up was commentary noting that Metalik would face the winner of tonight's main mm-hmm. event next week for the NJPW World TV title. I don't know if I've mentioned this. I'm a big Zack Sabre Jr. fan. fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been just loving this title reign. I had said before that, like, it's funny that he's like a little punk guy because this feels like the Clash self-title to me uh, mm-hmm. because it's like reinventing kind of or like bringing back all these old flavors of styles that came before him and packaging it in this really cool leading edge way with like a very specific message and much like the Clash's self-titled album, Americans aren't going to pick up on it until the next one. They won't pick up on it till London Calling. That's mm-hmm. just the way it works. But I digress. This match was this was fun from what I was able to kind of retain. This was a very yeah. weird episode for me to honestly the whole show. I was just like in and out of it, kind of you know. Yeah, it's hard to something much bigger than wrestling was happening, so it was right. hard, and especially with something so technical. But from what I was kind of grasping, I I liked the finish. I liked the Rings of Saturn finish, and I also just liked that Christopher Daniels. This isn't his first rodeo, and this felt yep. much more like a cerebral chess match than, say, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Action Andretti or mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jeff Cobb is like a how do I beat this absolute refrigerator of a human being, right? This mm-hmm. just felt like two guys playing cerebral wrestling chess, and that's a really fun story to have unfold with someone who's as veteran as Christopher Daniels. We had also seen them in the ring before together, so there's kind of like a nice nod to the angle that came before it even though matt seidel and samojo weren't involved in this like they at least had something to sort of build off of here but this was great this was a really mm-hmm. fun main event always happy to see zsj on my screen a little perplexed that he's not announced for wembley or going to be at wembley it appears yeah, that's what kind the... of a bummer what 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 yeah i don't really understand there's a couple of those head scratches like you don't have to feature all the uk talent but like if Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be available, maybe put him on the show. I mean, he could not be available. We don't really know. We could be making assumptions. But well, he's got the it, Rep Pro show the day before, though. Uh, and so does Will Ospreay. I'm like, if Will Ospreay can do it, the technical guy can do it. Come listen, on. Kate's making points here. Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. have been in the G1, so they could do back-to-back wrestling days. No problem here. But... We are being selfish and privileged because we got to see Zack Sabre Jr. on our TV screen, and we should be happy about that. Here he is in all his glory against ROH legend Christopher Daniels. And this is the Zack Sabre Jr. that you want. It's just no frills, no nothing. He's going to go in here, try to tap Chris Daniels out, and he's going to try to look really cool doing it. It's like just exactly what you would want. I hope we continue to see more Zack Sabre Jr. We are because he won the match. We're going to see him next week against Metalik. But uh, anytime we get this kind of run when he's not cooking in New Japan is great. I agree. I think this is fun. I think this is how his New Japan title is, is kind of how I wish the international title would get used in AEW, where it's like showing up on different brands all the time. I think it's a really healthy thing for New Japan. Like, I think having some English speaking champions from a brand perspective is just something that's helpful and ones that are going to work in other countries. Cause it just kind of expands the scope. And now that we're kind of, I guess, I, I mean, I really can't say out of COVID on today for all days, but like 
we are at least from a perspective of the borders are open, I think is really good because I feel like New Japan is its best recruitment tool um, when it's just doing what it does really, really well. And because they don't have weekly episodic television, sending your champions out to defend in other places is a really, really, really helpful like recruitment mechanism for it. So very cool showing up here. Wish he was showing up at Wembley. There's an entire zero hour sitting right there. So still will always be pushing the Zack Sabre Jr. agenda, but a, a fun main event. And I'm very excited to see what happens with Metal Leak next Metal Week. Metal Week. Hey, there it is. There it is. There it is. See, mm-hmm. it was a sad day, but we're still, we still got punts. All right. We're doing our best. JW Pringle saying thank you, Kate and Red, for being here with us and for us during these hard times we fans are a small family and have to be there for one another r.i.p bray made the light of the fireflies light your way home that's very beautifully said mm-hmm. um it is it's part of the reason that i think it was good that we forge ahead and do these streams is to be able to do stuff like this to right to talk about how we're feeling and sharing memories and matches and moments and um bray was certainly <laughs> like created as many memorable ones as you can in, in such a short span so thank you guys for hanging in there with us today was not a day thank where you. i wanted to go watch wrestling after this happened no, and i didn't yeah and and it's uh as much as we're guiding the ship here having you guys in the chat makes it a whole heck of a lot easier mm-hmm. we are going to turn it over to cresta and joel i'm actually very <laughs> i mean i'm always excited to see cresta but i'm even excited to see joel because i got to go to multiverse on sunday uh, I got to see some Impact talent live, which was super, super fun. Um, very cool to see that multiverse show. I got to tell you, Julia live, special, special, special talent. woman. My God. Calling for her and Deanna for a singles match for sure, but a, a whole bunch of fun. A whole bunch of fun. How are you guys holding up? How are we doing? What a shitty day. I think it I can say that. You can. I think I can say that. Yeah. yeah. I heard you guys um, coming over when we when I had just tuned in talking about it, and I was telling someone earlier I feel really privileged that I got into wrestling when I did because as much as people like to say, well, this is cinema, what Bray Wyatt did and what I had the privilege to witness was art, was absolute art. And I'm 36. I know I joke and say I'm 9,000 years old, but I'm 36, and it it's like. Dude, may the fireflies get guide his way because that's out that's mm-hmm. out of order, out of order, out of order. I feel so bad for his family. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drag too much on it. So how are you, Joel? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, you said it. Uh, we are apparently a lot of us are of the same age, and uh, for me, I'm a I'm a dad, and he is also a father. Was a father, and it's it's tough, man. I got that news as I was just kind of winding my kid down for bed and you know hug him extra tight and that's all you can do it's, it's just it sucks it, it it especially sucks when you know a couple of weeks ago fifa select broke the news that he was working towards a potential return and we all got excited and we all started thinking what could happen next and then it all just kind of comes you know the 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 ideas just get completely taken and everything's gone and that makes it extra shitty that makes it uh-huh. extra hard to swallow as a fan and it, it's um it sucks and it does and it makes it makes a night like this much more difficult and when we talk about wrestling 
you know, as much as we all do on, on camera for a, a living or at least half a living, whatever it is, it's, uh, it, it definitely changes, uh, the way you want to talk about it. I'm, I'm supposed to go to the, to the impact CNE presser tomorrow and I'm excited. I will be excited again tomorrow, but like right now I'm just like, man, everything kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. And even just as far as the show goes, I said, you know, you guys are, you run things however you want, but that's, it's been a very, um, we talked a lot about it up front because we actually had some extra time today. Like it was just a short episode of ROH and, yeah, what was that um, about? Yeah, I'm surprised mm. you guys are done. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're not going to complain about it. We, we're happy. Not, not bad about it. Baked in some extra time too to to leave room for to talk about that and Terry Funk. My goodness. So yeah. Um, but let me uh, before I jump out of here, let me get my plug in. If you guys are going to be at Starcast, the greatest podcast in the world, Grapsity Podcast is going to be live. Philip Lindsay, Righteous yes. Reg, William like Washington. A with a different this is I not know. a podcast right now that we're talking on. This is just <laughs> me talking into the air. Some people are listening. I'm kidding. Uh, yes, Catch Graph City live at StarCast. It's going to be Reg's fun. second best podcast ever. It's going to be a great adventure. There might be spaghetti if you bring some with you along there because they're not going to be serving it. <laughs> What's Reg, your spaghetti real? policy? The beat at the Bronx, like what? <laughs> you got to pull you in the bag. They'll let you in that way, Reg. Uh, uh, yeah, for real though, I want to say to your face, congratulations, because this is a great gig. I'm so excited for y'all. I think it's gonna be so much Thank fun. You. Hell yeah, y'all. Yeah. I still can't believe it. It's still on the unbelievable stage, but yeah, I'm excited. That's, that's yeah, amazing. That's cool. I guess I, your non-co-host, will just f off then. Thanks, Red. Chopped liver. <laughs> cool. Change your name to it, cause that's what you are. Chopped liver. Damn. Can't work like this. Kate yeah, is yeah. giving. I guess I'll die. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm not, I'm trying to take on Joel's in. role since we're being so somber. And I'm like, maybe I'll take on Joel's thing. Real. You want to be the biggest heel in the business? I mean, you know, I, I, he, he, you know, it's not too I bad. can't. I can't handle more than one Joel in this world, man. Come on now. Just for Come today, on. not forever. It better not be. It better mm. not be. But mm. that's kind of cool or whatever. Yeah, like live streaming from Starcast <laughs> is neat. I'm in a hotel room. That's cool. Whatever. You just I came from a podcast the- convention talking I did. anyways. And you know what, Reg? I was there by myself because you <laughs> didn't come with me. You are too busy. Too big of a deal. I'm preparing for my big live show next week. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, you can just catch boring little old me at the biggest wrestling podcast convention or best biggest podcast convention just like in the whole country doing a 30 minute presentation or whatever uh that i did today but i'll have the footage of that in a couple of weeks so i'll find out if i'm allowed to share it because i know they're trying to charge for it but i get a copy of it in two weeks it was very cool very cool to connect with some people out here today but uh that i guess is because i'm all alone and i don't have anybody to go to starcast with but this is the saddest tag team breakup I've ever been a witness to. Oh my god! <laughs> we didn't even win the tag team championships first. Hey, you guys damn it! He just broke no. up. <laughs> you can also catch me on Fightful Select uh, doing the All In post show behind the paywall, delightfully early. Let's do all of our shows in the UK. Very excited for that, as well as my normal schedule. Kate and Joel called in the ring is just off for the summer, I guess. We're on holiday. We just don't uh, exist in the summertime. We don't. Yeah. We do not. But 
we'll throw it over to the Impact crew. We thank you for being patient and sticking with us through what I can only describe as a very sad, awful, and weird Crazy night. But day. Oh uh, there was nothing fluid about our broadcast. Uh, we did just want to call out as many memories and moments as we could, paid or unpaid, and also get your ROH review in. But we're going to pass it off to Joel and Cresta and let them steer the ship. Thank you guys for being with us on, on such a tough day. We really appreciate everyone here. So thank Thanks, you. Guys. And this is love out to everybody yes. tonight. Yeah, if you have someone everybody. you're thinking about, call them. Love call them. Mm-hmm. Give them a hug. Yeah. Whatever you need to do. Uh, yeah. oh. Peace, peace. Thanks, y'all. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.